auto dealers. Are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated, they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Welcome to Daily Drive for Friday, July 8th, 2022. I'm your host, Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. And I'm Kellen Walker. Today on the show, Japanese automakers express shock and sadness over Shinzo Abe's assassination. Tesla keeps the U.S. luxury crown. And self-driving tech firm Argo AI sheds about 150 workers. Plus, we'll hear from Shannon Robertson of the Association of Finance and Insurance Professionals about the new proposed FTC rule that would crack down on dealership practices. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Toyota president Akio Toyota is praising the life and career of former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, who was assassinated today at a campaign event. Toyota issued a statement in his role as chairman of the Japan Automobile Manufacturers Association. He expressed shock and sadness at the killing he commended Abe for his efforts in diplomacy and national security, as well as his moves to shore up Japan's economy. Toyota blasted the killing as unforgivable. Abe was Japan's longest serving prime minister, serving two terms from 2006 to 2007, and again from 2012 to 2020. Tesla has tightened its grip on the U.S. luxury sales crown. U.S. registrations of Tesla's four-vehicle lineup rose 66% in the first five months of the year to almost 180,000 vehicles. That's according to data from Experian this week. The data suggests the automaker's original plant in Fremont, California, has been humming along, while its factories in Germany and China have struggled. As we mentioned earlier this week, Tesla made more than 254,000 deliveries worldwide in the second quarter which fell short of analyst estimates. BMW placed second in the luxury segment. It saw an 11% drop in new registrations through the year's first five months, down to about 133,000. While registrations for Tesla models continue to climb, so do the number of federal investigations into crashes involving the company's vehicles. U.S. auto safety regulators have opened a special investigation into a fatal pedestrian crash in California involving a 2018 Tesla Model 3 in which an advanced driver assistance system is suspected of being in use. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration cited the California incident in an emailed update on Thursday, though it did not identify the specific crash. The San Diego Union-Tribune reported on June 7th that a Tesla went airborne and struck and killed a woman. NBC7 in San Diego said a 39-year-old man was charged with vehicular manslaughter and driving under the influence of drugs in the incident. Since 2016, NHTSA has opened 36 special crash investigations involving Tesla vehicles in which ADAS systems like Autopilot were suspected of being in use. Self-driving tech company Argo AI says it has dismissed about 150 employees. In a written statement, an Argo spokesperson said the job cuts were part of an adjustment to the company's business plan as it prepares for future growth. Former Argo employees who worked in the company's human resources, recruiting, technical sourcing, and communications divisions shared the news of their terminations on their respective LinkedIn profiles. 
A spokesman said Argo's workforce remains at more than 2,000 employees across the globe. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, shocking news about the assassination of former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, heard from Akio Toyota. How does this news resonate in the automotive world? Yeah, it really was stunning, not the least of which because gun violence and political violence are so rare in Japan. Abe was uh, well-regarded in the auto industry, and Japan's economy had really become stagnant and moribund, and he really acted with fiscal stimulus and easy monetary policy to try to get things going again and really had some good success as prime minister. Wow, it's such sad news. Uh, coming up, the FTC's new proposed rule to crack down on certain dealership practices are making waves across the retail world. We'll hear from Shannon Robertson of the Association of Finance and Insurance Professionals about what the rules mean and why they're coming down now. That's next on Daily Drive. The most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore. They're online, but you don't have to look far. You can find them at eBay Motors. Our platform features over 7 million engaged users. Our buyers are so engaged, they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every three minutes. Today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online. eBay Motors helps you meet those expectations. Use machine learning with our AI-driven vehicle pages, and you'll automatically optimize your buyer's experience. It's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you. If you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website, you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on eBay Motors. It will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes. Once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed-price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory, sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. The Federal Trade Commission wants to crack down on what it says are deceptive and unfair practices at auto dealerships. They proposed several new rules to address what they see as bait-and-switch advertising and shady finance and insurance practices. The National Auto Dealers Association calls the proposed new rules unwarranted and ineffective. Senior Editor Dan Shine spoke with Shannon Robertson, Executive Director of the Association of Finance and Insurance Professionals, to find out what these proposed changes might mean for the industry. Here's their conversation. Shannon Robertson, Executive Director of the Association of Finance and Insurance Professionals. Welcome to the FNI Friday edition of Daily Drive. Thank you for having me. So uh, give me a quick uh, rundown of what AFIP is and uh, what you guys do and uh, all about it. Absolutely. AFIP is a nonprofit organization. It's been around since 1989. It was formed by the industry. And we provide federal and state regulatory training and certification to finance managers, to the funding sources and to the manufacturers on an overview of what the rules are. Okay. So uh, you're a perfect guest for uh, this topic on the, F the recent FTC uh, 
rules making. So as you know, and probably a lot of people in our audience know, the Federal Trade Commission says it receives more than 100,000 complaints each year, each of the past three years, about vehicle sales, service, rentals, leasing and warranties and transactions. And it called complaints about car deals, quote, regularly in the top 10 complaint categories tracked by the agency. So as a result, last month, it proposed 14 pages of new regulatory language targeting car dealership bait and switch advertising and certain finance and insurance business practices. In a joint statement, the four commissioners who voted in favor of these proposed rule changes called it, quote, another example of how the FTC is using the full set of tools granted us by Congress to protect Americans from deceptive or unfair practices. For its part, the National Automobile Dealers Association called the proposals, quote, completely unwarranted, redundant, and ineffectual requirements. So safe to say, Shannon, the uh, FTC has woken up the dealership world a bit with their uh, latest proposals. What do you make of all this? I think when we first saw the press release and we looked at the bullet points for, you know, the ban bait and switch claims, ban fraudulent junk fees, ban surprise junk fees, and talk about required disclosure on what the vehicle actually cost, kind of, and looking at those bullet points, in my opinion, it wasn't that shocking. If we historically look at what the FTC has fined dealers for over the last 10 years, there are consistent themes of things they're finding that dealers are doing that they consider unfair and deceptive in their acts of practices. So for the FTC, to say we're commonly finding dealers for these items, let's move them from the UDAP side to the violation side. I think that makes sense. When you look at the details of those changes, I think we have a whole different conversation, right? That, that would need to take place. Yeah. Right. The devil's in the details always, right? Oh, absolutely. So what do you think is driving this? I know, Consumers are upset, obviously, so consumers are driving this a bit. Government's driving it a bit and saying that, you know, they, like I think you said to me last week when we spoke on the phone, that, you know, they're pushing dealerships to do the right thing, government is, but they also believe if they catch one acting badly, they think that a whole bunch of others are doing the same thing. So what's kind of the the drivers behind the FTC bringing about these proposed new changes? So I think the FTC is concerned that the actions they've brought or the actions they've enforced in the past, in their opinion, has not driven change in the behavior of the dealers moving forward. And where their concern is, their concern is on lack of transparency, lack of process at a dealership. And they're also concerned that the dealers are not treating similar situated customers fairly. And a matter of fact, in the FTC notice, they state that dealers are engaging in this type of conduct have targeted immigrants, communities of color, and service members. So their concern is that dealers are targeting those individuals and not treating similar customers in the same situation equally or fairly. And that's what's driving some of these changes. But if I'm a dealer, and I've had you come into my dealership and tell all my folks, this is the way you do things. This is the right way. Here's the wrong way. Do it the right way. Do I need to be worried? I'm compliant. I'm a good guy. I'm doing it the right way. Should I even be concerned about what the FCC is talking about? So at the core, no, right? Dealerships that have a process in place that's compliant are transparent to their customers 
and show due diligence, self-auditing, and making sure that they're consistent. None of these changes, in my opinion, are a big shock or should change a lot of what they're doing. The concern is, is if you look into the details of what they're actually saying the rules will require us to do, then I think all dealers need to be concerned with those details. So one, one of the things that we talked about too is that in, in the stories that we've, many stories we've written over the last few days in automotive news have a link to, you're able to go out there and talk about it and, and express your concern or your questions to the government, to the FTC in the kind of a 60 uh, day period where they're accepting comments and, and questions. And you kind of think this is a good idea that, you know, good dealer, bad dealer, everybody should get in, get in on this and write to the FTC and express your, their, your concern, write your questions. You think that's a good way, a, a good first step for a lot of dealerships? The FTC needs to hear from everybody right now. And if the government is telling us that they believe the most the dealers are doing things unfairly or not being transparent, then we need to change that. We need to share with them, you know, on that comments concerns page, the things that we're doing, maybe share with them some of our best practices, but they need to hear from the dealers that are doing it right on what they're doing to not be exposed or to not be treating those customers fairly. What are their process? What are their compliance step? What are the things they're doing to be compliant? How are they protecting themselves? And how are they protecting the customers? I think they need to hear from us now so they get an overwhelming response of what we're doing as a whole to treat customers fairly. And you're obviously in, in this business. What do you, what are some tips some steps that dealerships can do to protect themselves right now, you know, against complaints of, you know, that from consumers? Well, there's some good policies out there. NADA has great policies. NADA has a fair credit compliance policy. NADA has a policy on voluntary protection products. I think you need to look at some of these NADA policies, look at the details, and the dealers need to start implementing these policies within their store. These policies are designed to protect the dealer and protect the customers. NADA knows what the government's concern is and what they're looking at. They put policies in place to proactively protect the dealer and the customer. We need to look at those policies and we need to start implementing those policies on a large scale. You uh, said to uh, our John Hutter, who's the F&I reporter here at Automotive News, uh, in the article that was published on Monday, that uh, when the FTC ruling, you know, proposed rules came down, that you got a lot of questions on your end. What were some of the people calling you and asking you about? Well, a lot of the questions we're getting is, what do we need to do differently? How do we protect ourselves? What do we need to document? What does this actually mean to us? And the answer is clear. This is very early on. Here's what the bullet points are. Have a process, be transparent, and go to the FTC's website and express your concern. Share your comments. You need to make sure you're communicating with them as well. Yeah, and a reminder to people listening, you go to the automotive news and autonews.com and read John Hunter's stories. There's a link there that takes you right to the FTC page where you can comment uh, to the FTC. Uh, final question. You mentioned also in our conversation earlier that you know transparency is the answer to all of this. Can you kind of elaborate on what you mean by that? Absolutely. 
you know, I think post COVID, we've seen a lot of dealers change behaviors and change how they do business a little bit to uh, compete in this post COVID environment, right? We have less cars on the lot. There's a lot, lot of things going on. We've also seen, or what I've seen is dealers not being transparent to consumers on what the cost of the vehicles are when it comes to advertising, posting vehicle price. If I'm trying to find a car and I find one two hours away, I drive there and then find out there's an addendums that I have to buy, I have to have in order to buy the vehicle or a market value adjustment that was not ever posted on the website. Then as a customer, I'm frustrated, I'm upset, I'm going to complain. We need to be transparent with our customers. We need to tell them what the price of the vehicle is going to be when they get to our store. So good rules to, to live by. Shannon Robertson, we'll leave it there. Executive Director of the Association of Finance and Insurance Professionals. Uh, we know you had a long day training dealers down there in San Antonio, but uh, appreciate you taking time out to be with us on Daily Drive. Thanks for your time today. I enjoyed it. Shannon Robertson is Executive Vice President of the Association of Finance and Insurance Professionals. He spoke with our own Dan Shine. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News Coordinating Producer Jake Neer for his help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on the FTC's proposed regulations on dealerships, sales results, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Join us again on Monday for a conversation with General Motors Global Vice President of Customer Care and After Sales, John Roth. And if you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.